Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, when the Crows lose, they bring out the big guns, Malcolm, that's for sure. Marco Bello, Adelaide Development Coach for Tyre Power, winter safety sale on now. A 25% off equivalent, four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre Power, get your free five-minute safety check. Marco, welcome to Sports Day SA. Seems like we haven't spoken to you for a long, long while. Thanks, David. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, yeah, obviously uh, that song that uh, was intro just then, we get knocked down and we get up again, that seems to be pretty apt at the moment. So um, glad I could have a chat with you guys. Footy's a fickle game. A month ago, I heard some people across the border saying they thought Adelaide could push for top four and the, you know, a real rough chance of making a grand final. Four weeks later and uh, the knives start to come out and Nixie's not good enough, the players aren't good enough, they've got no midfielders. Yeah, that's footy, I suppose, but um, things change, don't they, in people's perception, if you like? Yeah, absolutely. Externally, there's, there's no doubt riding the, the roller coaster as we are, I guess, internally. But from an internal perspective, we, we've got to concentrate on, on what we um, can influence, and, and that's getting this group to be more consistent. So, um, you know, those uh, those ups and downs aren't as, as drastic or as... Uh, you know, as brutal as, as we're starting to see at this time of the year where, you know, as you touched on, it's win and you're, you're in with the finals chance and, and lose and, you know, now you're, you're 12th or 13th on the ladder. But, you know, this time last people were saying that this was the worst list ever. Six weeks ago they were saying, you know, <laughs> this is the best side they could, you know, really push for you know, the, the top two or three. And, and so... Um, yeah, externally, no doubt, there's, there's a lot of noise, but internally, we know where we're at and where we need to get better and, and we'll continue to do so. Having said that, so disappointing. 17 points up at three-quarter time in a low-scoring game. Goals are really hard to come by, actually, and and you um, you got run over. And um, the longer the game went in that last quarter, they certainly looked the better side. Mind you, the Giants are a pretty good side, but that would be disappointing. Yeah, no doubt the Giants are a very good side, but we feel like we played a big part in that. And when you're playing um, majority of the last quarter in your defensive half, and and then starting to make skill errors, whether it be you know the execution or decision making, um, fatigue obviously with the group, whether that's mentally or a physical fatigue, it started to set in at, at this back end of the year. And, and when sides press like that, they, they're going to um, capitalise more so than not. And, you know, we, we obviously only allowed them five goals up until three-quarter time and then gave them another five at the end. So that's that's certainly an area that we're, we're focusing on and, and making sure that that consistency throughout the year and within games um, you know, is at a high level. Marco, just, um, just on the ladder, I mean, I think I say this to, to most people, that I'm a real percentage man. I mean, it tells you where you are probably both offensively and defensively, but last year you finished with 87% and eight wins. Currently, you're virtually sitting on 115% with eight wins, with still six rounds to go. So the the improvement has been marked. I mean, it is an improvement, and it's a nice little project up. The last six rounds are going to affect 
really how successful the year's been. Now, we know there's only one winner at the end of the year, but teams on the way up can have these little incremental increases, as I call them, and that's a positive for the year. So I, I, I personally still think you're in a positive zone, just need a couple, two or three wins. I know you could win six, we get all that, yeah. but just to get to those double figures would be a, a really good start. It, it would be, and no doubt that's the, um, you know, the, the platform that um, would certainly get us into next year and pre-season, et cetera, et cetera. We're probably looking a little bit further ahead than, than what we need to. But, yeah, the next six weeks will be will be important for us. We feel like we've got, obviously, a dynamic forward line that, that can put scoreboard pressure on and our defence as a holistic, as a team, is getting better and better. You know, we're, we feel like we're in games for longer and, and as you said, you know, that need to transfer now into into wins into the back end of the year when things get tough. You know, finals football is, is, is starting now really for those teams within five to twelve and any given week is a is a finals game so to speak because it could make or break um, you know the rest of the year. So yeah, this will be important for us this back end and, and no doubt the MCG this Sunday against Melbourne um, is the first of that. Yeah, not easy but that's okay. Uh- just had a lot of poor quarters, haven't you? I mean, it's still a young team. I mean, it's still when you look at the the record, we get all that. But I mean, everyone's in a hurry. I, I just just an observation. I, I personally, this is just watching the game and hopefully closely. It's just some speed away from the midfield. You know, probably both both centre bounce and around the ground, just a fraction more. You've got Rory who can get it into his boot really quickly, and and Dawson can chip the ball around, and you know, Keezy can run hard and all that. But I just reckon you probably need some more legs, just quicker legs in the midfield and a bit of zip. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we're looking for that across probably probably the entire really the forward end. We've got, as I said before, really dynamic players in you know in Rankin and, and Rochelle and Pedler's got an explosive speed. Um, the back end, you know, in, in Malera and uh, Hinge is showing his power. From Chase Jones a little bit more through that wing rotation. We're starting to get, um, you know, guys really like Laird, who's you know, been there for a long time now. But having that forward momentum and starting to hit that scoreboard a little bit more often. Um, but yeah, I'm in agreement. Absolutely, we need um, a bit more powerful, um, aggressive forward momentum players that can get their hands on the footy, use the ball nicely. Obviously, going forward, so um, we don't have any in our midst at the moment. Guys at NFL level, you know, Barry, uh, Sean Berger, probably the two that we've seen previously have, have provided that for us. But um, away from that, we're, we're still a little bit young. Zach Taylor's um, one that comes to mind who does have a lot of that, but obviously been injured for, for yep. all of the year at this stage. So um, we do have some within our within our midst, but um, that'll probably be something that the mixed management looks at for the um, coming years. Just give that phone steady, Marco. Just breaking up slightly. We want to hear all your words. Um, Taylor Walker, when he plays well, you generally win. Is it is it too much um, on Taylor Walker? The others have to pick up the slack because he is a beacon, obviously. And if he gets cut out of the game, it, it tends to have a real effect on the on the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, he does have a presence up in the forward line, no doubt. He, um, you know, he's a he's a big man who leads aggressively, and when he's got his arms out and his voice is you know, booming across the field. No doubt the players take take notice of that. And, and that's what we need to get in guys like Darcy Fogarty and, and obviously Silthorpe and Elliot Himmelberg when they're in there to make sure that, um, you know, they, um, they don't, um, you know, just take a back step and allow him to, to be the main focus. So, 
Um, we know the best sides in the competition have multiple avenues towards goal and, and we need to start to create that. And we saw patches of it early in the season. We've seen patches of it certainly from last year in Darcy and um, and Silthorpe. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's something that um, we need to ensure that across the board we're not reliant on um, one or two players. And, you know, in our case... Uh, Older players really in techs up in the forward line and um, Laird in the mid and, and Smith down back. We need to start to see a, a more even contribution from, from the whole side. Is fatigue an issue at all with some of the younger guys? Because I think the Crows, like Bloody always says, you look with your eyes and a lot of that real spark you had a month ago. I know you played well against Collingwood for a, a couple of quarters. That was outstanding footy. But a lot of that just doesn't seem to be quite like it was, let's say, five or six weeks ago. And... We, there's a lot of young lads. He, he, given Saligo a rest, Michael Lenny's just a, a young kid. Rochelle's still a kid. And the, um, even Rankin's a kid in Philthorpe. These sort of guys. Have you had to have a look at that too? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we're looking at that on a, on a weekly basis. You know, the, the wins are obviously at home and then the losses away were, were a catalyst at us looking into that and, and what might be part of that. And, and no doubt the um, inexperience of um, you know, playing a full season for a lot of these guys at, at a high level um, is is one of those things, and um, not being able to do the full pre seasons is another. It's it's not only as I touched on before the, the physical, um, you know, the physical component to it. It's it's also the mental. Yeah. Um, so staying in games, staying in um, seasons. Um, someone touched on it earlier today, I believe that you know the Crows have no players. Between that hundred to two hundred range, we've got you know two or three, two hundred plus. Yeah. No one in that yeah. one hundred to two hundred range, and everyone else underneath that um, is obviously still fairly young and fairly inexperienced. So um, that, that'll come. That's that's the growth that we're looking at as a group internally. And um, you know we've got another six weeks to ensure that you know we, we continue to run on top of the ground where we can and and all make little incremental um, you know benefits going forward. If not this year, then for years to come. It's going to be, yeah, that's, that's very true. You mentioned a guy before called Chase Jones. I mean, he came here from Tassie as a, as a midfielder and he's been half-back. He's done a reasonable job there too. You've got Saligo, who was out of the team at the moment, Rochelle and Rankin, you've mentioned them. I mean, they do have speed. And just getting back to that point again, at what stage, uh, you're going to, I mean, it's a tough game you've got this weekend. At what stage don't you go back to, and this is not being disrespectful, Keys, probably Laird, somebody else in the midfield, and you just throw these kids in and just see what happens. Yeah, that that has been thrown up, no doubt, a lot. And um, you know, Chase did come in as a midfielder to start. You know, his his you know first or two years at the club, he was drafted as a midfielder from Tassie and um, started his uh, progression through there and. We've thrown him around a fair bit, and so there's, there's probably hesitancy at this stage to, to continue to throw him in another position. He's been our most consistent, as, as you touched on, and, and probably that continuity in a role is, is benefiting him at the moment. Um, yeah, and, and with the rest of the group, there's no doubt this back end we want to start to see a, a little bit of a different dynamic. You know, we were pushing as a group, to, as, as all clubs do, to try and obviously make finals and, you know, the, the development phase started to take a backward step to a degree and um, as I touched on earlier as well with that roller coaster ride, you know, for a, you know, a home game, a lot of these players are playing really well and probably take a 
away game and then, you know, amp themselves up again the following week. So you start to say, you know, two out of three, they've been relatively good and strong and powerful. So let's keep that continuity and now all the way again. So um, now it's probably been, you know, two out of four or five weeks where they've only been up. So we will start to probably implement a little bit more of that philosophy, Malcolm, where we look at these younger guys and, you know, Sean Berg coming in or a cook on the wing or... Mm, um, yep. You know, start to get you know Berry back in there and um, Jacko Huntley as well. So there's a lot of guys at the at the you know, SNFL level certainly putting their hand up. So there's no lack of um, you know performances at that level that can't transfer across at AFL level. Yeah, one quick one. You mentioned Cook. I think he's got a bit of that X factor, the ability to turn and do things. Uh, just a little bag of tricks. And we know, I think it might have been you, Marco. So when he came to the club, he wasn't perhaps mature like some 18, 19-year-olds, but um, he's now had a, a couple of years in the system. Where Where's he at at the moment? Yeah, his, his last month has actually been his strongest uh, at our SNFL level. So, um, again, his quieter games last year you know, probably only resulted in uh, you know, a handful of touches and you know, limited impact here or there, whereas even this year when... You know, his performances weren't at a high level. They were still relatively strong for a... Well, he just turned 21 today. For a kid who's just turned uh-huh. 21, that, um, you know, he starts and now he's, he's you know, lesser games are 20-odd touches and impacting the scoreboard. But over the last month, we start to see that increase again where he's getting more hands on football, continuing to hit the scoreboard... Um, but also what we're starting to see is him you know, really using his his uh, manly body, so to speak, his, his aggression at the ball and, and attack on the footy is, is starting to be at a, of AFL standard. So I'd love to see him in the next couple of weeks get a, get a look in and, and, and hopefully he does so. Yeah, great Good stuff. Time. Good luck this weekend, yeah. Marco. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Thanks, Malcolm.